than even some of the services, the preaching services that we have. Uh, and so I want to encourage you, if you're not having family devotions, or what some people call quiet time, make sure you do that. Because it's going to be hard for you to serve the Lord and help other people come to the Lord and encourage the saints who are falling away to stand for the Lord. And so... And by the way, whether you think so or not, our job is still to obey the great commandment and the great commission on an individual basis. Don't be, don't, don't, don't look at who's running beside you. You focus on your lane and you do what God has called you to do. I believe that God wants everybody to focus on the job that he has called uh, each person to do. You can't be Steph Curry. You don't have his genes. You don't have his life background. But you can be the best you you can be. He gives God the glory by hitting those threes and pointing back to Jesus, where he gets the skill from, the talent from. You need to use your skills and talents that God has given to you. Stop worrying about what other people are doing, and you be the best you that you can be. I know Russell Simmons got into a lot of trouble recently in recent years, but I think the one and only book he wrote had the best title, Do You. And I say to Christians, you do you in God and in Christ. For his glory, don't worry about what other folks are doing. Don't worry about what other uh, folks are, what kind of accolades they're getting. You just focus on your lane and you do you. You do what God wants you to do. And he wants all of us to obey his great commandment and his great commission. And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, let's stand for the reading of God's holy word. Found in Matthew chapter 13, verses 51 through 52. As I continue to preach in your hearing, the discipline that Jesus Christ expects of his disciples. Part 6. The Just Jesus Evangelistic Campaign, Day 1969, since January the 20th, 2017, 
day 2354 since January the 1st, 2016. Matthew chapter 13, verses 51 and 52. Jesus saith unto them, Have ye understood? Understood what? All of these parables. All of these things, he said. They say unto him, Yea, Lord. Then said he unto them, Therefore, every scribe which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is an householder, which bringeth forth out of his treasure things new and old. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I praise you and I thank you for this magnificent Sunday. The earlier prayer service, the earlier devotional service, and I praise you and I thank you for what you have done and for what you're doing. And Lord, I praise you and thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word. And Holy Father God, I thank you for how far you have brought us. I thank you, Lord, for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. And Holy Father God, for those of us who are truly saved and born again, help us to individually and collectively confess our sins unto you and to be real about it. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our sins, our faults, and our failures. Wash and cleanse us in the precious blood of Christ and make us to be whiter than snow. Holy Father God, I thank you for showing me today the reason why you have given me the liberty to pray for my wife's salvation openly as I have been doing privately for over 34 years. And uh, one is, as I've already mentioned earlier, that I got from you, my children need to know why their mother uh, acted so ugly uh, and rebellious and disobedient uh, and unloving towards them and not giving them the best atmosphere as a mother should to uh, be raised in. But you showed me, Lord, over the past 24 hours also that by your grace, by your miraculous power, 
you are allowing us to face what many people call the empty nest. And you want her to be saved and born again and filled with your Holy Spirit and able to, by the power of your Holy Spirit, to control herself and to be submissive and to be respectful to her husband uh, because uh, the emptiness means it's just us. And this is very important and humanly speaking it will not work very well if both of us are not born again and saved. And uh, when one of us is lost and acts lost outside of the church setting and even tries to hinder the ministry, uh, as unfortunately she tried to do today, and uh, Holy Father God, I do pray, thank you for revealing that to me. It's important. And Lord, I can make her prayer, pray of, and she would do that. She's done it in the past, but uh, she needs to do this on her own, kind of like how when her first two children left. And uh, you have led me to warn her that when these last few children leave, they're, they're going to be leaving pretty much uh, right behind each other. And she didn't believe me, but that's what's happening. And so, Lord, help her to cling to you, help her to trust in you. And I pray this for all people who are religious and lost and all other people who are facing this. There are thousands, millions, facing the same situation and facing the emptiness uh, with not a great marriage situation. And so, Holy Father God, uh, I pray that she will start doing the Christian life and the wife life with you uh, inside of her, leading her, guiding her, and not having to be regulated from the outside by me, not being regulated by the outside by my telling her what to do and, and constantly correcting her when she wants to say something back, but that she would do that from your standpoint. She would do it from your Holy Ghost living inside of her. And we pray this for all husbands and wives, and because obviously this is a serious problem across the uh, so-called evangelical landscape. Some know how to hide it very well. Uh, we have a man right now running for the Southern Baptist Convention. He and his wife have had some serious problems and they were trying to get it out and somebody hijacked it and tried to cause some problems for them. And if this couple, well steeped in your word, very educated, had problems, we no doubt we all have had problems. And we need to tell the truth about it and be honest about it and, uh, and go forward with it uh, according to your will. And so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that not only my wife would come to know you as saved from the pews, as I did 
I was lost and on my way to hell, had been baptized, spoken tongues, and shouted backwards right outside the church door and was still lost and on my way to hell. Religious, church going, and I would have been shocked to land in hell. But that's where I was going, and sadly nobody told me I was going. Uh, And uh, I do pray for the salvation of the lost in the church and outside of the church. I pray for the revival of the saved in the church and outside of the church. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias. Lord, out of my wife's heart, mind, soul, and spirit, and out of, Lord, other people in my family, some other people in our our family are not saved and are demon-possessed and demon-controlled. And Lord, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would uh, save their souls and give all of us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. And Lord, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, I, as you know from the way that I have preached down through the years, I have enemies in the homosexual community, enemies in the evangelical Christian community, enemies in my family. And so, Lord, I pray that you are thought and stop all persecution from whatever quarter. Uh, stop all plots and plans against me and continue to uh, protect me and use me for your glory, praise, and honor as I am by your leadership uh, not preaching as much in the near future as I used to uh, according to your leading in your direction. And Holy Father God, I do pray for uh, that you would rebuke and bind the devil, his demons, and his hosts. From this time, from your people, and from our afterglow time. And Lord, I pray that you will pave the way for us and open up doors for us that no man can shut. And Lord, thank you that you will not forsake us in our old age. Uh, Lord, it is a miracle for my wife and I to be on the uh, threshold of what is called the empty nest. And I thank you, Lord, for all of my children, and I thank you for those who are here with me now. And I pray that you will protect them and protect all of us from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. And uh, Holy Father God, I pray for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving. Have your Holy Ghost to move mightily here and beyond here. And we thank you, Lord, for Pastor Bushibi, who uh, wrote us a wonderful uh, note telling us how much he appreciates us praying with him in his church and ministry. 
halfway around the world, and so many others have done the same uh, down through the years. Now, Lord, I pray that you would speak to our hearts again uh, in a powerful way, even though this is a different title, it is still dealing with us as Christians being saved and uh, disciples of you and doing your work and will, whether we feel like it or not. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray and for his sake. Grant us all your energy, strength, unction, and anointing, and the power of your Holy Spirit to preach, Lord, your holy word. Lord, we know that there are a whole lot of other exciting things going on, but to me they're boring because, uh, unfortunately, Lord, I believe that much of what's happening in the entertainment world is rigged, including sports. Uh, I wish it were not the case, but uh, uh, I have not personally watched a full game of basketball since Michael Jordan when basketball was real. But be that as it may, Lord, I thank you for the people who are forsaking that tonight, getting away from that, or got a dual screen thing going on, and who are with us tonight. Glorify your holy name. Save those who are lost. Revive those who are saved. Heal those who are sick. Comfort those who are grieving tonight. Down in Uvalde, in Ukraine, in Buffalo, and around the world. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Dr. John MacArthur said, Godly character is developed through the self-disciplined application of God's Word at a very basic level, enabled and empowered by God's Spirit. If you don't understand that, may I say to you again, examine yourself and see whether or not you be in the faith. As we deal with the subject, the discipline that Jesus Christ expects of his disciples. And I'm speaking to you on an individual basis. God deals with you on an individual basis. And, and so this is between you and God. Don't worry about what other people are doing. You do what God has called you to do. As we wrap up what Dr. Warren Worsby said, they must be stewards who dispense, who dispense the truth. See, every born-again child of God knows that they have a job to do. We may not always do it the same way. But I guarantee you, every born-again child of God knows that they ought to be engaged, yes, in loving all people and dispensing the word, dispensing the truth. You say, well, you know, I, I don't feel quite right doing it. I, I, I'm not quite ready and all of that. Listen to me. If, listen, if you, if you wait on trying to feel perfect and spiritual and wonderful to serve God, my dear friends, you will never serve God. You hear me well on that. 
Ecclesiastes deals with that. Once you get born again and God has shown you what he wants you to do, he wants you to obey the great commandment of God, and that is to love all people, to love him first above all, and to love all people, and then he wants you to witness to all people. Get busy. Don't worry about uh, you're not, you have not been to seminary or cemetery. Don't worry about whether or not you have been to Bible college, whether or not you're qualified. You're qualified to witness for the Lord, and you're qualified to love God and love His people and love other people enough to witness to them. In the words of Miles McPherson, do something. Do something. That, that's all. Do something. If all you can do because you are racked in pain on your hospital bed is pray, then pray. And pray without ceasing. And get you a prayer list. And pray strategically. And I guarantee you, while you can't even move from that bed, the devil will attack you. You'll be in the game. You will be in the battle praying for people like myself and other preachers who are more mobile. Missionaries. Oh yes, the devil will attack you on your deathbed if you spend your time praying for others. Don't ever say you can't do something for God. The most important thing, one of the most important things you can do is pray to God for the gospel to flow. Do something. <clears throat> you say you're an introverted person and, and, and you're not a gregarious individual or you can feel comfortable doing passing out gospel tracts, well, pass out more gospel tracts than anybody else. Worsby continues, the scribes preserved the law but did not invest it in the lives of the people. We have people like that in our evangelical, Baptist, Methodist. When I say evangelical, people need to understand what I'm doing, why I have to do this. The evangelicals rule Christianity on the Protestant side. Or on the Baptist side, because there are many Baptists who do not consider themselves Protestants. They have inched closer to that. But most Baptists don't believe that. <laughs> you don't know Baptists, like I know Baptists. They don't. Uh, okay? You say, well, why is that? How do you know that? Because the evangelicals, for the most part, are the most educated. I can say comfortably, for most, not all, they are the intelligentsia, the Pharisees and Sadducees of our time. They've done much good in producing materials that help people who do not go to their seminaries or their cemeteries to preach the word. Some of them are very talented by God to teach the word. And the way they rule is, be, is, is because of a little known thing uh, that you're not aware of. 
they own the pipes and the wires to get books out and the publishing uh, companies. And they have gatekeepers. And only certain ones can get into that uh, system. Further, that means when you want to re read a book about a certain subject, you're going to get one of their books. So they have influenced all of Christianity. It makes no difference whether you're Baptist, Pentecostal, Holiness, Charismatic. Makes no difference if you're Episcopalian, Independent Baptist, Southern Baptist. You will find yourself reaching for a book from the intelligentsia of Christianity. These are the evangelicals. And, and they have intentionally set up things the way they are. So whether you like it or not, they are the uh, default leaders of Christianity. And the reason why I address them and the reason why I am hard on them at times and rebuke them individually and collectively is because of that influence. And if they kiss you, that means if they like you, it doesn't matter what you do in your life. Right? They're, they're promoting a guy right now who's not worth a flip. Married, shot to hell. But they promote him because he's one of, he's one of the, their boys who can bring that money in. Now everybody who's considered evangelical is not a part of this. They use these people to get the truth out. And, but they're not a part of it. They, 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 they don't roll with all the foolishness that's going on. In fact, they have tried to correct it before everything hit the fan through the chastisement of the Lord Jesus Christ and the coronavirus plague and all of the other plagues that have come. And these are they who are, many of them, the ones who are doing the happy talk, crying peace and safety and everything is alright, and want to continue on like it used to be. And God's not letting it. God is slapping it down. No, uh-uh. Okay? Now, I love these people. These are my people. Bible-believing, they say, you know, uh, Orthodox. These are my people. So I'm not mad at them. Some of them have been led astray by the devil and they're leading other people astray. And, 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 and here I am crying from the wilderness saying, no matter what, how much money you have or who you think you is <laughs> or how much education you have, if you're wrong, you need to be called on it because you, you, um, you are causing other people, you blind guide, Straining at a gnat and swallowing a camel, you open, uh, you white at sepulchres, you serpents, 
entering into the church of the Lord Jesus Christ unawares and just because you think you are a good communicator you can deceive God's people and they're and they're slow cooking you and I'm trying to wake you up to understand that you're boring to death I don't want your popularity I don't want your applause I don't need that I'm trying to help you because everybody can't see it but that's the reason why we're in the mess we're in today Evangelicalism is like a denomination over all other denominations, but they will be quick to say, oh no, we're not, but they are. The treasure, by the way, the Southern Baptists who will be meeting this upcoming week, if the Lord tarries is coming and we live, they have been uh, drawn into that. And they're almost... Uh, they used to be very independent of evangelicalism and, re- and oftentimes rebuked evangelicalism, but they have been drawn into it, and they're part of the system now. So that's why I'm hard on people like Andy Stanley, Ed Stetzer, um, J.D. Greer, others, Moss the Third and so forth, and, 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 and many others who follow that foolishness that they're putting out that has ruined many churches. And many churches have been closed down because of these false teachers and preachers. The treasure of the law was encrusted by man's traditions. The seed was not planted so it could bear fruit. The spiritual gold and silver was not put to work so it could produce dividends. And that's where we are today. We don't sow good seed, and so therefore we, we, we reap nothing. This is why whole denominations don't baptize anybody, don't lead anybody to Jesus. No wonder, why, no wonder we're dead. You know why the Dead Sea is dead? Because uh, it takes in but does not put out. That's why some of us are fat. We take in good food that is designed to give us energy to to uh, move and we sit on our do nothing and do nothing and, and we are spiritually constipated. So many people, and I've been saying this for years, you know that. Christians who are spiritually constipated, gorging down everything but never putting anything out. Thinking that they're growing. There's some people, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. My, some of my sweet evangelicals. Believe that the more you read and the more you study, the more you grow. That's not, the, that, that's not, the, that's not all there is to it. God taught me a long time ago, and he should have taught you as well. You can read and study and so forth, but you got to give out. You got to produce. You got to move. You you need to be fruitful. You need to be not only hearers of the word, as James told us, but doers of the word. Okay. You can read the Bible and study the Bible and study great books all you want to. 
if you're not praying, if you're not witnessing, if you're not helping other people, uh, encouraging them in the faith, you're not discipling anybody, you're not witnessing to anybody, and I'm talking to pastors too, and pastors' wives, who like to sit in the pulpit like they're a king and a queen and, 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 and do nothing. They don't even do anything. No wonder why the people don't do anything. The steward guards the treasure, but he also dispenses it as it is needed. He dispenses both the old and the new. New principles and insights are based on old truths. Mr. Andy Stanley. The most beautiful religion, if you will, or the most beautiful faith in the world is Christianity. Because Christianity is solidly placed upon the historic faith of the Jews, of the Israelites. Sits perfectly on top. There's no disconnections whatsoever. It flows right on into it. Because the God of the Jews is the God of the Christians. And you cannot, Andy Stanley, unhitch the two. It's impossible. I said it is impossible to do that. And it is impossible for you, Andy Stanley, and those of your ilk, to hang Jesus Christ on the cross based upon the fallible books of history written by fallible men. No sir, no ma'am. Jesus Christ hangs solidly on the Bible. He suffered, he bled, and he died voluntarily based upon the Old Testament and the New Testament. Right smack dab in the middle. He died between two thieves based upon the Gospels, the Word of God, the infallible Word of God. Mr. Stanley was buried and rose from the dead by the power of of Almighty God. Don't send your people, Andy, to the history books. You can't trust them. Send them to the Bible. Old Testament and New Testament. Unhitchable, by the way. The new cannot contradict the old because the old comes out of the new. The new without the old is mere novelty. And, and will not last. But the old does no good unless it is given new applications in life today. We need both. We need the Passover in the history of the Israelites that is still recognized today even as Christians, my dear friend, we 
recognize and we celebrate the Passover because Jesus Christ having that first communion service and then dying on the cross for our sins the Lamb of God who has taken away the sin of the world he is our pure and holy sacrificial Passover Lamb of God according to John the Baptist the last prophet if you will and the first prophet he became the Passover Lamb of God for the whole world not just for the Jews but for the Gentiles as well solidly placed on the Old Testament he was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God he died for you and me he was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God it is my dear friends the greatest story ever told how Jesus Christ died for our sins and paid our sin debt. If you want to be saved tonight from the torments of hell that you deserve and saved from a life of no purpose, saved from a life of sin and the consequences of sin constantly beating you upside your head in this life, then you need to be born again. You need to be saved. Even if you are in the church and you've never heard this before, God is trying to reach you. God wants you to hear the gospel and get saved even tonight. So if you want to be saved tonight, dear friend, first accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's law. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That means that we all have broken God's commandments, every last one of us. You're no better than me. I'm no better than you. The Pope has sinned. The Dalai Lama has sinned. Even Joel Osteen has sinned, as nice as he seems to be. The pastor of the largest church in America. That's right, he's a sinner too. And he'll tell you, he'll tell you with a smile, but he'll tell you. We're all sinners. We all have done evil, like lying, stealing, robbing, lusting our hearts out, looking at pornography, adultery, fornication, homosexuality, uh, disobeying and dishonoring your parents. Dishonoring God by taking God's name in vain. Having hatred in your heart towards other people, towards white people, towards black people, red people, yellow people. You people are on your way to a devil's hell if you don't repent and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And let him change your heart, your mind, your soul, and your spirit. Second, my dear friend, accept the fact that there is a penalty. There is a severe punishment for sin. 
The Bible states in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. You know why we die? We die because of sin. There's a lady, my wife and I heard this lady this morning, she does not claim to be a Christian, but she understands the fact that your loved ones are going to die, and you're going to die too. She understands that very well. She said, I had a terrible time in my life in 1921, I think she said. She said, first, I had a miscarriage. The next month, my husband died. And then two months later, my dad died. And she said, let me tell you people something, something that I, in fact, I have told you myself. There's no such thing as the five steps of grief and you're going to be, everything's going to be right forever uh, after that. No. no. She said, grief is going to be with you until you die. I said, all right then. And she's not, she does not claim to be a Christian, secular type woman. I said, all right then, you, you, you close to the kingdom of God, child. And, uh, and she said, I want, you, I want you people to understand in this audience. It was a TED Talk. She said, I'm going to die, and you're going to die, and you need to pay attention to what I'm telling you about grief, because you're going to have some family members that will die soon. You need to understand that. She said, I, I can hear y'all say, oh, man, that's so terrible. No, no, you need to understand, it's going to be terrible for you. So listen to what I'm telling you. There's no such thing as grief going away. It will be with you until you die. That's how bad death is. It is a punishment. It is not uh, a part of life. It is the end of life, man, woman. Death is very serious. That's why that little dash between your birth and the day of your death, you need to do something with it while you're living. You say, preacher, even though you said you were going to basically uh, not preach every day, uh, ever since then, two or three months later, you're still preaching every day. You know why? Because I want to make something of that dash. I don't have many days left. I understand that. And I will do all I can for Jesus Christ who did it, all he did, all he could for me. That's what I'm doing. No, 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 no. I, I, can't, I can't let uh, 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 Steph Curry play what? A quarter of a year? Huh? A hundred plus games? I'm not going to sit on my behind and watch Steph Curry shoot those threes and I ought to be shooting some threes for Jesus myself uh, in the occupation that he's called me in. And I ought to be pointing back to Jesus as well. And I am calling on all my preachers, all my preacher friends to follow the example of Dr. Tony Evans, 70 plus years old, Dr. T.D. Jakes, 60 plus years old. Both are preaching machines, and they they know they understand. Where is me? If I preach not the gospel, all of us. 
Uh, I can't. I'm too old to get too excited now. Huh? Preach it, preachers, if you're called to preach, as much as you can. Do something about that dash between the time of your birth and the time of your death. You use everything you've got in you for the glory of God, if you're a God-called preacher, particularly in this time. Because you're going to die too, every last one of us. So you need to understand that we die because of sin. We don't die because of the coronavirus. We don't die because of a car crash. We don't die because of cancer. We die because of sin. And God wants you to know that he will allow you to die if he will allow you to die from this ball called earth hanging on the power of God. Nothing but the power of God. He will allow you to go to hell if you don't Pass by the cross and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Take a look at Jesus. That's pretty much all it takes. Many preachers have said the same. Look at Jesus. Spurgeon got saved. One of the, I mean, the, most preachers believe he's the greatest preacher of all time outside of Paul. He he was a pastor, so he, he's not to be compared with Billy Graham. I mean, he preaches today. He preached today. He preaches today even though he's dead. He got saved basically at the age of 16 with just a look to Jesus at the, on the cross. That's it. Believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you want to be saved from hell and saved from hellaciousness in this life, you need to accept the fact, dear friend, that you're on the road to hell right now. And Jesus Christ said in Mark 9, 43 through 48, in probably his greatest sermon on hell, he preached many times on hell, he preached more on hell than anybody in the Bible and most people living today, most preachers living today. He said, if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee, for you, to enter halt. That means limping on a cane. It is better for you to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where their worm dieth not, and Jesus emphasizes six times in this sermon, and the fire is not quenched. In other words, Jesus is saying it's better for you to be in a wheelchair or on crutches and go to heaven than to go to hell with both feet. No, you won't be jam, jam, boogie, boogie in the hill. There won't be any uh, middle life 
or slits my liquor bowl or anything else like that in hell or it won't even be any booms from. There won't even be any water. Water. Don't be deceived. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Huh? Okay. You understand that? These are the words of Jesus. So Jesus has never lied. He cannot lie. For he is the Son of God, and if he is the Son of God, and he is, that means that he is God. That's why the Jews wanted to kill him. Because they understood that. They understood that if this man is claiming to be the Son of God, he is God. He's calling himself God. They understood that very well. So hell is bad news. But here's the good news. Jesus Christ said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And all you have to do, my dear friend, is believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God for you, so that you can live forever with him. Pray and ask him to come into your heart today to save your soul, and he will. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shall be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell? Saved to what? Saved to heaven? Do you know that you could die today? Do you know that you can go into a grocery store today and come out dead? Do you know that you can go into a movie theater? tonight and come out dead? Do you know that you can go to a football game, a basketball game, and come out dead? Do you know that you can go to an elementary school and come out dead? Do you know that you can go to a high school and come out dead? The people were marching against the guns yesterday and the man ran on the stage and said, I am the gun. And the folks started running. So do not think you're going to be here tomorrow. Because tomorrow has never been promised to you by anybody. That's only in your mind. We think that we're going to be here tomorrow. You can die of a car crash. You can die of a heart attack. One of uh, the great actors of all time was down. Uh, had a beautiful, got a beautiful fiance and down in the Caribbean or the Caribbean, however you want to pronounce it, shooting a movie. Healthy enough to do that, he went to bed alive, woke up dead. Many people go to sleep and don't wake up at all. That can happen to you. It can happen to me, any of us. 
So, with that said, get saved right now. Because if you die without Jesus Christ, like the rich man, Mr. Davies, you will lift up your eyes in hell. So believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, who died for your sins, was buried, and went through hell and to hell, and then rose from the dead for you. Believe in him who paid your sin debt, and he paid it all. Just believe in him. Trust in him. Pray and ask him to save you. Do it now. As I lead you in the sinner's prayer, repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God in heaven, I realize and I admit that I am a sinner. For I have broken the commandments, your commandments that were mentioned today in the sermon. I have broken your Ten Commandments. I understand that I deserve to go to hell and that I do not deserve to go to heaven. The best way that I know how, Holy Father God, I believe in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day, early one Sunday morning, by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change. Help me to repent of my sins. Help me to turn from my evil life and my evil heart. And help me to follow you, Lord Jesus Christ, in the new life. For it is in your holy name I pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart, in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day. Allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ Jesus, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. 
Dear friend, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email us at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good, is my prayer. Let's all stand for our closing prayer as we listen to that beautiful song, I'll Fly Away. Holy Father God in heaven, I praise you and I thank you for this miraculous service and the earlier services today as well. I thank you, Lord, for hearing and answering my prayers. And Lord, I thank you for the privilege to preach your holy gospel one more time. For Lord, I know that one day uh, these uh, lips will be... uh, cold in death, and I will not be able to preach your holy gospel. Thank you for the privilege to have done this now for over 42 years. And Lord, I do pray that those who heard the gospel tonight would get saved if they didn't get saved already, and that those who are saved would serve you until you come or until they die. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake, amen. I'll fly away.